0: European Hearts Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 39, Issue 42, Focus Issue on Acute Coronary Syndromes, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. Acute Coronary Syndromes – The Impressive Impact of Guideline-Based Management in NSTEMI the management of acute coronary syndromes, or ACS, as recommended in the recent ESC guidelines, has made an impressive advancement of the last decade that is translated into a markedly better outcome, as convincingly documented in a fast-track, relations between implementation of new treatments and improved outcomes in patients with non-ST elevation myocardial infarction during the last 20 years, experiences from sweetheart registry 1995 to 2014 by karolina summer and colleagues from the karolinska institute in stockholm sweden the authors assessed the changes in short and long term outcomes in 205693 cases with non st elevation myocardial infarction or nstemi of the sweetheart registry During 20 years, in-hospital invasive procedures increased from 1.9% to 73.2%, dual antiplatelet medication from 0% to 72.7%, statins from 13.3% to 85.6%, and ACE inhibitors or angiotensin receptor blockers from 36.8% to 75.5% the one-year mortality ratio compared to a control population decreased from 5.53 to 3.03. If patients admitted the first two years were modelled to receive the same treatments as the last two years, the mortality and myocardial infarction rate would have reduced from 33% to 25%. After adjusting, the change of one-year cardiovascular death and myocardial infarction corresponded to a linearly decreasing odds ratio trend of 0.930 per two years. Thus, during the last 20 years, long-term survival and risk of new cardiovascular events of NSTEMIs has markedly improved due to the widespread use of in-hospital coronary interventions and evidence-based medications. These remarkable findings are put into context in an editorial by Elliot Marshall Antman from the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, USA. An important novelty in the management of ACS was the introduction of troponin as a diagnostic and prognostic marker. In the most recent NSTEMI guidelines, the 0-1-hour recommendation is analysed in the article Impact of Age on the Performance of the ESC 0-1-Hour Algorithms for Early Diagnosis of Myocardial Infarction by Christian Muller and the APACE, BACC and TRAPID AMI investigators. They prospectively enrolled patients presenting to the emergency department with symptoms suggestive of acute myocardial infarction in three large diagnostic registries. Patients were stratified into young, less than 50 years, middle-aged, over or equal 55 to less than 70 years, and old, greater than or equal 70 years. Rule-out safety of this HSCTNT 0-1-hour algorithm was very high in all age strata, with sensitivities between 100% to 99%. However, accuracy of rule-in decreased with age, with a specificity of 97% in young, 96% in middle-aged, and 93% in elderly. As a consequence, triage efficacy decreased with age. Similar results were found with HSC TNL. Importantly, slightly higher cutoff levels optimized for older patients maintained high safety of rule out and increased specificity of rule in, but reduced overall efficacy for HSC TNT while maintaining efficacy for HSC TNL. Thus, while safety of the ESC 0-1 hour algorithms remained very high, increasing age significantly reduced overall efficacy and the accuracy of rule-in. Slightly higher cut-off concentrations may be considered for older patients, particularly if using HSC-TNL, a conclusion that is put into context in an editorial by Hugo A. Catus, the inventor of the troponin test from the University Hospital Heidelberg in Germany. For risk assessment, many scores have been introduced in primary prevention and in patients with ACs. In the latter population, the GRACE score, with or without biomarkers, is widely used. In their article, Guideline Indicated Treatments and Diagnostics, GRACE, Risk Score and Survival for Non-ST Elevation Myocardial Infarction, Owen John-Bebb and colleagues from the University of Leeds in the UK investigated whether in 389,507 NSTEMIs the GRACE risk score was associated with guideline-indicated diagnostics and treatments and whether it persisted after hospital discharge. At 30 days the use of optimal care was associated with improved survival among high-risk NSTEMIs. After a median follow-up of 2.3 years, the association between the use of guideline-indicated treatments and improved survival only remained significant for high-risk NSTEMIs. Thus, optimal use of guidance-indicated care for NSTEMIs was associated with better survival with increasing GRACE score, but its use paradoxically decreased with increasing grace risk, provocative findings that are further discussed in an editorial by Marco Roffi from the University Hospital Geneva in Switzerland. Although presenting features and early sequelae of NSTEMI are well described, less is known about longer-term risks and modes of death. In their article, modes and timing of death in 66,252 patients with non-ST segment elevation acute coronary syndromes enrolled in 14 TIMI trials, Robert P. Giuliano and colleagues from the TIMI study group at the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, USA, addressed this in 66,252 patients with NSTEMI enrolled in 14 TIMI trials. Of patients followed for 372 days, 4.8% died. Of patients with known modes of death, 75% were related to a cardiovascular event, 3% to bleeding, and 22% to another event. The most common modes of cardiovascular death were sudden death and recurrent myocardial infarction. The proportion of cardiovascular deaths related to recurrent myocardial infarction was higher in the first 30 days than it was after 30 days following NSTEMI, whereas the proportion of sudden death was lower in the first 30 days than after 30 days. Thus, sudden death represents the largest proportion of cardiovascular deaths after 30 days among patients with NSTEMI. Further defining the epidemiology of sudden death and developing specific therapies and management approaches to such are critical for reducing late mortality, a conclusion that is further discussed in an editorial by Lars Valentin from the Uppsala Clinical Research Centre in Sweden. This issue is complemented by two discussion forum contributions related to the manuscript Patients with Acute Myocardial Infarction and Non-Obstructive Coronary Arteries, Safety and Prognostic Relevance of Invasive Coronary Provocative Tests by Filippo Crea and colleagues from the Catholic University of the Sacred Heart in Rome, Italy. In their commentary, Type 2 Myocardial Infarction, Christian Müller and colleagues from the University Hospital in Basel, Switzerland, highlight the need for using the appropriate definition of type 2 myocardial infarction. Nicole and colleagues respond to Müller's comments in their thoughtful contribution reconsidering etiologies of type 2 myocardial infarction when a classification is a simplistic approach for a complex reality. The editors hope that this issue of the European Hearts Journal will find the interest of its readers.